All right, so let's just start right now. How was your day today? How many cupcakes did you eat today, and what's going on? Uh, I'm going on number three right now, and I'm saving number four for a really nice part of the show. All right, well, why do you have cupcakes in the house? Um, my sister donated a bunch of food to uh, Brooklyn South Precincts. Okay, shout she out came, your sister. And she came, out, she came by before with a bunch of cupcakes and shit, so, um, you know, quarantine. Can I have a cupcake bulking. if I come over? got you just fuck this shit and we'll come over and you'll have a cupcake with me all right sounds good episode six we're back uh what's going on peter not much matt what's going on man how are you i see you got that fresh bean right now bro fresh, fresh out the barber shop into episode six that's how excited i am right now to talk about these topics nice. um it feels like we've been on a little bit of a hi- hiatus excuse me um because of the um movements that have been going on on social media uh i think we thought it was best to kind of uh, post the stuff, the links on Twitter and stuff to sign the petitions, donate the money and everything, and kind of just let everything that needs to be posted be posted because it's obviously a movement that needed to be spread. Absolutely. Um, so let's just dive into sports that we're back. Um, you, let's start off with UFC 250 that happened last night from when we're recording, two nights ago from when this will be released. Um, I'll go over the undercard a little bit, and then we'll just dive right into the main card. I just, I just want to say before you go into that, like this card – like, I, I like there there are good fights on here, but nothing really like jumped out that hard at me. And this card like really pleasantly surprised me. Like I feel like this was a really good night. Yeah, I am um, being a UFC like nerd and hardcore fan. I was really excited to watch this, um, but I could definitely see why you wouldn't um, like that because there's not a lot of big names that pop out here except for really. Oh, so you're main. saying I'm just a big name guy? No, but as the UFC fans call them, is casuals. So I think like. The, to the casual fan, I would say it wouldn't be um, a big name card. But if you really dive into each match, there were some big ones. Like especially right now, starting the undercard, um, just the sixth fight, um, Chase Hooper ended up losing. Who had a bunch of hype going in uh, to this one because he looked like uh, Ben Askren's cousin and he showed a lot of promise. He was uh, he hadn't lost up until yesterday, so um, he lost, and it, which was interesting because. Like I said, he had a lot of hype going into his name. He was a big betting favorite. I think he came in at minus 210. So it, a lot of people had thrown him in like parlays that I had seen online. So um, it actually segues right into the main card, which I'm going to talk about because I'm going to speak about uh, a prospect that um, Dana White is really high on that didn't fold under pressure, which is Sugar Sean O'Malley, oh, who man. came out and, um, in my opinion, started pretty slow. But I mean, he didn't get hit much. It just he didn't look himself because he was fighting a vet, and then he just came with the one-punch power. <laughs> I think Eddie Wineland's mustache was his downfall. Actually, I mean, like you can't, mustache. you can't, no, nah, no, nah, you can't go into a fight looking like that. I mean, between the both of them, they look like circus clowns. But, you know, Sugar Sean, man, he's, God, that was the most pimped knockout, bro. Like, I, I love it. I watched it like 40 times on repeat afterwards because I was just like, that walk away after he landed that punch, he knew. He knew. Yeah, that was the dopest part about it because he didn't even, like, follow up with the, the strikes after. He said, one punch, good night, bye-bye. Yeah. That's it. Uh, he moves on to 12-0 and in a bantamweight division that's extremely stacked already, and he's a huge up-and-coming prospect. So, uh, good W for Sugar Sean. I really – my opinion on him in general is I hope he turns out to be a, a, a superstar, which obviously we've seen potential from him. He's huge. He's known for – smoking weed he's known for playing video games talking to snoop dog and man of the people yeah he, easily he's star potential he's undefeated right now 
But I do think he has ways to go. I think if they throw him in too early against a ranked opponent, it's not going to be as easy as everyone thinks it is. He definitely has the power to knock anyone out, but yeah, um, there's a long ways to That's go. This was very a- prevalent after seeing Wineland take that off the cheek. Yeah, th- this is a good win for him because he's a vet who's not ranked, who he needed under his belt. But let's slow down. I hope. I mean, I could see him fighting a ranked guy, but let's see what they do with him because I don't want them to rush him in too soon because he has a lot of star potential. You think, since he's fought twice in a rather short amount of time, do you think he's going to take a little bit of time off before his next one? That's a really good point. But I think when UFC fighters are active, they're at Hot. their best. Yeah, yeah, I actually think that's when they're at their best. That's when, like, Connor was winning his so many fights. Um, John Jones, uh, when he's active, he's active. Like, I think that's when UFC fighters um, prevail the most when they're winning and keep going. But sometimes that can be a downfall because it's like the camps are usually the stressful parts of it. It's not even the fight. Yeah. I mean, especially when Matt O'Malley just knocked him out in like two under two minutes. Like the he camp. could probably go again tonight. Yeah, literally. He, <laughs> like he probably could have done another five rounds or another three rounds, but it's the training camp. So I think he'll probably fight soon. Um, that's probably best for his career. Uh, we'll move on to the next one though. It's uh, Neil Magny. Uh, Anthony Martin. He fought. Um, I predicted. Oh, by the way, I went four and one on the main card. I just wanted to say. Um, had to plug that real quick, but uh, Neil Magny won, started off slow. Um, another interesting fighter in the welterweight division, not top 10 right now, but he, he's shown potential and fought some really good guys, so this should put him there. Yeah, but, 30, 30 decisions, too. Like, he's, he's a seasoned vet at this point, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I agree, but he started off slow and finished very strong, so I like seeing that from him, as he usually does. He's a slow starter. Nothing you know, really – from there what were you gonna say i was just gonna say i feel like this was it was a good fight i feel like it was the slowest fight out of every single fight like it wasn't as much action it was still a good like this would be a top three fight on another card but i feel like that just every fight hit on the main card last yeah night. i agree yeah this one was uh it picked up later too it definitely was probably the slowest out of all five on the main card i would agree with you there but i do like what i've seen what i've seen from neil magny as of recently mm-hmm. um Great W for him, and hopefully he starts advancing up the rankings in the welterweight division. And then we'll move right. on to two bantamweight fights, um, which highlighted this card. Aljamain I like Sterling. Sterling, man. Yeah, and Corey Sanhagen. I predicted Sanhagen, not because Sterling's bad, but because I just thought he was going to pull off a nice little upset. But Sterling is so good. I mean, he's yeah. in, he's next for the title without a doubt. That fight single-handedly earned him a title shot. <laughs> the human backpack. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> P- people are, are, were calling for Jose Aldo and because Jose Aldo and Peter Yan are scheduled to fight for the bantamweight title now that Henry Cejudo apparently retired. But people are now calling for Jose Aldo to not even participate in that. And we all want to see Yan versus Sterling. I, I don't want this to sound like a um, because this actually was the one fight that you didn't predict, predict correctly from my point of view, because I saw that you said that you you said Sanhagen was going to expose Sterling. What did you mean by that? Because, like, I, I could definitely see what you're saying. For our fans, I want you to laminate what you were talking about and how Sanhagen would expose Sterling. I just thought uh, Sanhagen was better on the feet at the time, and I thought that, like, he would have that uh, one-punch power to end the fight early. I was banking on him coming out hot. But the way – even though Sterling won so fast, the fact that he – um, was able to just dominate the fight for that long, and you could see that he was able to take control at any moment in the fight. Just shows you how much of a better that he was the better fighter that night. It's that plain and simple. Doesn't matter how quick he won, the way he won it in that dominant fashion, he he took it over. So I think uh, he definitely showed that he was the better man that night. 
Um, and he's a force to reckon with in that division. I, I do apologize. I, <laughs> I didn't expect Sterling to win, but he really proved himself to me. I don't want to see Jose Aldo fight um, Peter Yan anymore. I want to see Sterling and Yan fight. I think Aldo doesn't deserve a title shot. I feel like Sterling is kind of title bound at this point. Like, yeah. I feel like he deserves a shot. Yeah, I agree. Especially after what he showed. Yeah, 100% in that fashion. You beat a top five guy. and Yeah. Jose Aldo, keep in mind, lost his last fight. But the reason that I guess they're giving him is because it looked he could have won. It could have won either way. But yeah, Sterling, man, impressive. And and now we'll move on to the co-main event, which goes right into this division. Oh, man, I want to hear your reaction. What was the reaction to that Garbrandt knockout? I, <laughs> I literally had the same reaction as Joe Rogan when he was like, that's it. He's out, out cold. Like that, I I watch it. I couldn't believe what I saw. I honestly can say with confidence. This is just my opinion. I'm gonna agree with what you're saying. Garbrandt is the fast has the fastest hands I've seen. I thought you were gonna say something different, but that's also a a a legitimate argument. Here's my thing about Cody Garbrandt. First of all, congratulations on the win. I assumed he was gonna win because there's no way you lose three straight fights and you're that dominant. What you said also. Um, if he had to retire, I honestly think that was valid. Like, like you three straight again, fights, yeah, yeah. Yeah. four straight, and especially especially since he only has fifteen decisions. You know, I I think that that um, shout out Papa Anderson. He just came into the room. Um, <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I mean, you lose three straight fights on fifteen decisions. I don't know, man, but. No, Garbrandt definitely proved why he's no love because there was no love in that right hook whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. In terms of the the way that he looked was a lot more technical under Mark Henry, his new coach. Mm-hmm. The thing was he looked a lot more patient, which is what yeah. I wanted to see from him after getting knocked out three times because, in my opinion, all three fights that he lost, he had them all stumbled and could have won them. It was just he, went, he got too excited. That's the issue here. He's like a pit bull. He reminds me of a pit bull. I you think know he I'm has like, a pit bull that I always see on his Instagram, actually. But, yeah, I do see that that uh, comparison from you. But I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, he's just like a ball of energy. And I think that him, like, refraining a little bit, like you said, and he was more technical. And he also looked in tremendous shape, by the way, too. Like, he looked I better like than his too. last two fights. He, he looked really good. He looked very composed. I, I really like what I saw from No Love there. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I'm happy that he came away with one of the best knockouts I've ever seen live. I'm not even being dramatic. That was insane. Yeah. Um, I'm happy he's back on track, but I truly believe he is a like one of the be- – I said this today to someone I was on the phone, the be- one of the best pound-for-pound pound, pound fighters in the UFC. He's extremely talented. He's lost yeah. fights, but every fight he's lost, he could have won. Like mm-hmm. I, I see nothing but potential for him. If yeah. he continues he, to – He could easily be 15-0 right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. If he, if he takes a little easy and, and fights smart and sticks to the game plan, everyone's going to be scared of that right hand. So he, he really goes into fights with people already shook and knowing what's going on. So he has a ton of upside. Escalated now into the top five bantamweight division that's already stacked. So yeah. we're going to have to see what's in store for him next. But I'm very happy for uh, no love. And I'm happy that he got back on track. That's for sure. Because I do, I love, I love Cody. Yeah, he is a good. He's he has he had superstar potential too. I think people forgot that when he beat Dominic Cruz, that he people like people were calling for him to be the next big star. Yeah, he just, I don't know, but uh, he's on the upside now. So let's um let's shift gears to the greatest woman MMA fighter of all time. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself, and I'm going to be fairly quick with this one. 
there's really no conversation here for me. No. Felicia Spencer didn't even belong in the same. Whoa, I just want to say, no, you're right. I just want to say one point here that I, I thought was worth pointing out here. Felicia Spencer went the distance with Amanda Nunez. Okay. Drop the names that, that didn't. That, you know? I was just going to say, yeah, it's, was it Misha Tate, Cyborg, Ronda, uh, Ronda Rousey, and Holly Holm. Yep. You know, but, but what I'm saying is Spencer spent, he went, went the distance with Nunez, and she also went, combined between Nunez and Cyborg, went 40 minutes in the octagon with two people that have dominated the women's division. That that is definitely that's something noteworthy. Yeah, I agree, and I I I thought the same thing. That shout out her for actually lasting five full rounds and not giving up, even though she had a huge hematoma on her face. So yeah. I respect that. But you could just tell that they were wasn't even competitive no, at all. The, I, I do think she has some chin to stay. Honestly, fair play distance. though I, to Amanda. I do think she wasn't hitting her as hard as she probably could have. I, I really do think she just didn't want to hurt her after a certain amount of time. It was. She didn't win one round, this this woman. No. I mean, I don't even think Amanda wanted to even, like, like hurt her. Like, it looked yeah. like it. it's only business. Also, I, I think watching this fight and just seeing how Amanda was kind of just toying with Spencer a little bit at one point, this woman might have the greatest stamina I've seen. This, this, her, her stamina is crazy, dude. Like, she wasn't even breaking – it was, like, the end of round five, and she, was, she wasn't even breaking a sweat. No, you're right. It looked like she could have gone another five rounds. You could so. run it back tonight, honestly. Amanda Nunez, like without a doubt, is honestly one one of, if not the best mixed martial artist. I don't care if you're a guy or a girl. Yeah, like, that's I 100 percent agree. She's filthy. There's no. She's beating everyone there is to be, and no one will beat her. She's currently running two weight divisions. She's the only champion to defend two belts in two different weight divisions simultaneously. There's no debate. No one's done that. It does not matter. So, Amanda Nunez might be, if not, she is the greatest woman's MMA fighter of all time. And we have to end that on that yeah. because I couldn't agree with that more. <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple more UFC topics uh, here that you cooked up, by the way. I just want to say that thank you, Peter, for cooking up these amazing topics, as always. Um, McGregor's Bless retirement, up. which you put in quotation marks here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I saw something. Yo, I saw something funny, actually, like about 30 minutes ago. You probably saw it because you're always on Twitter. You're a Twitter fiend like I am. Um, Is it his coach? No, no, what the oh. – um, the cake that said happy retirement daddy or whatever. Ben Askren was like, Oh, I'm a little slow today. This was from Dylan Dennis. <laughs> that, that had me cracking up. Well, I don't think this whole retirement thing's just bogus to me. This yeah. is going to go hand in hand with this discussion that I don't think this is going to take long, but it's going to go hand in hand with our next topic about the UFC. But the one thing I wanted to say is I'm going to pull up Twitter right now. John Cavanaugh is um, head, his head trainer at SBG tweeted already comparisons he said at age 31 jordan abruptly retired from basketball before 1994 right there you're opening the door for for a comeback yeah and then he's by saying that then he goes he returned to the bulls in march 95 and led them to three additional championships in 96 97 98 as well as a 72 and 10 regular season record so you're saying conor mcgregor is the missing piece to why the bulls are so bad (laughs) yeah no but it's clear here that these it's not serious i mean i didn't think it was serious when he said it this is his fourth time if i'm counting correctly uh, retiring on Twitter, say like yeah. thanks for the cheese. <laughs> Twitter retirement. Yeah, so I mean, whatever. I do think this goes hand in hand, though. What's with what's going on? I don't think he's just tweeting it because he's bored. I think he's done that in the past. I think he's tweeting it because the UFC and them are probably having tough negotiations. That's going to go hand in hand with what I've been saying. I'm going to talk about not just Connor. It's been John Jones, Jorge Masvidal, Henry Cejudo. Some of the um, 
promotions, biggest superstars. So it's clear here that something's going on. What I think it is, is that obviously we're through a pandemic right now. I think people are just getting angry and upset that they're not getting paid what they want. But the UFC has had a thing for a long time of not paying fighters as much as like boxers. That has been a big thing. So do you think it's like, is this going to be serious? Because Henry said he's retiring. John Jones said he's retiring. Connor said he's retiring. And Jorge said, release me. So what do you think is going to happen? The only one out of those four that I believe is John, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like John has basically had it with Dana. I think Henry too, because Henry, I think, uh, vacate the title. I honestly feel like in 2021, we'll see Henry back again. That's a fair point. Probably not this year, though. Yeah, no, he's, you know what I'm saying? Like, Henry, I could see taking a, a, an extended break because he still has all of his marbles. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's young enough to, if he wanted to walk away, he's got nothing left to prove, honestly. He could walk away and, and have a great career, but that I just don't see in him. Like, he's way too, like, feisty to just quit on that Connor I'm, I'm never gonna believe until Connor dies I'm never gonna believe that he's retiring no I so. agree he loves the sport so much he has so much money he still continues to fight and Jorge, Jorge I, don't, I don't believe for a second either he knows that he's gonna make the most money here regardless of what he's being paid right now and that's just that like I, I feel like every time I log on to Twitter and I see something going on with UFC it's straight up release me these guys know where the money is no you're right and Dana said that for instance uh he didn't say this about Connor, but I know Connor signed a new deal um, before the Khabib fight. Um, I know, well, he's not fighting anywhere else. It'd be the UFC or nothing, but yeah. just for example, he said that John Jones, though, signed a seven year, I mean, a seven fight deal a year or two ago. He said that Jorge Masvidal signed a seven fight deal before the Diaz fight. So he's got six fights left on his contract. I don't know where, I think Sudo's contract actually ended, which is why it, there's, it, I think it did. Yeah. Which why negotiations stopped, but if they want to fight, Dana said they know where they, they could fight. Like, and if they don't, no one's forcing them to fight. Dana White is the best businessman in sports history, in my opinion. Like, no one will push him over the limit. Wow. He knows what he's going to do. No, I really believe That's that. And when you're comparing him to, like, the Steinbrenners and when you compare him to, like, the uh, Fertitta brothers who he's worked with, when you compare him to, like – I think that's a reverse comparison. What, the Fertitta? Like, I mean, they've been – No, bit, White, no, White and, and the Steinbrenners because – well, I mean, the current Steinbrenners, yeah. But, like, George, George was like, listen, you, I'll pay you whatever you want. You bring me a World Series title. That, that's your reward. You know what I'm saying? You get paid whatever you want. Dana's not like that. Like, oh, you bring in ratings? Like, I'm still not going to pay you I'm saying in you want. I'm saying in terms of compare, like, I'm saying sports businessmen in general, like, when you look at all the Steinbrenners, all, mm-hmm. like, the Fertitta brothers who did the UFC, Heyman, yeah. Eddie Hearn, um, Mark Cubans, like, all the owners. Give me a soccer one real quick. Was there any big soccer ones? I Whatever guess it was the Florentino case Perez, the there we go. for Real Madrid, but I don't but, know, he's not really a hard businessman. But yeah, but yeah, they, I just wanted one nice soccer one in there. <laughs> but uh, like Dana White ranks among amongst all of them because he knows his worth and he doesn't fold. And I mean, it's annoying because four of these guys, like two of them are some of my all of them I love watching fight. Actually, I was Excuse just gonna me. say I I love every single one of them. So the but the thing is, he knows like how to get them, and it's it's. It's how you do business. I got to respect it. But it, it, I do agree they should be getting paid more. There were numbers that came out, and they said MLB spent, let's say, like 53-47. The NBA is almost 50-50. NHL is yeah. almost 50-50. The UFC is like gotta be way off, yeah. 16 to 84. 84. Wow, that's crazy. So I, they definitely deserve a little bit more money. but And they probably will because a lot of people are doing this now. But not as much. Dana White will stand – will loves to play. Stand strong. I know. 
I actually, that's a very fair argument. At, at first, when you said it, you know, of all time, I was like, mm, I don't know about that. But now that I'm thinking about it, like, but think about what does, he's done. Those deals like him though, and think about how how much he's built. No, yeah, he first of all he took a he the UFC is MMA, yeah. put that into perspective. He is oh, a yeah. sport. Okay, no one's done that. He made the biggest boxing match happen of all time. That would have never happened if Dana White wasn't involved in that in McGregor Mayweather. He's put on some of the he just knows he. He compared it to boxing where boxing, the top don't fight the top. And he made everyone in the UFC fight the top and they just have a brand and there's no one that does it better than him, in my opinion. So uh, if you want to sit out, they're probably going to end up sitting out personally though. I think they'll end up coming to a conclusion. Eventually McGregor's not retiring. I think uh, all four of them are going to come to at least some kind of agreement. Yeah. Jones won't retire and he's just talking. He's just angry right now, like Dana said, but I think they will get a little more money out of him, but. Probably not what to their expecting right now. That's just Dana White for you. I'm glad that you brought that up because, honestly, it needed to be said. And I think down the line we'll have a conversation. I'll lead a conversation about why I think that hockey players are the least paid, you know what I'm saying? That's another – Well, ask, let's not get into that now. No, I know, but they have a 50-50. I think – I don't know if they're – I think they were listed no, on there. They definitely, they definitely don't have a 50-50 No, split. it might be a 50-50 split. I just don't think they bring in as much revenue as the other – No, they, they don't. That's definitely true. But I still think regardless, they're severely – They are severely underpaid. Let's not, let's not get right. it. We got other things to talk about. Let's not yeah. get into that now. Yeah. Let's, all right. <laughs> um, move, moving on, because I was just going to say, I can go all night about that. But – um, moving on to something a little bit more happy here. Um, we have another sport returning. It's confirmed that the NBA will be returning. The tentative start date is July 31st. Now that, I know it's like, ugh, July 31st, that's far away. But listen, there's an end game here. We have something. That's the only day we have, actually. I don't think we, we don't have, even we don't even have NHL didn't even didn't even yeah, say anything. That's yet. just a proposal, and we don't have a date for the MLB. The only yeah. sport that's going on right now is the UFC, and now the NBA is confirmed. Yeah. So, so this we, is we have an end game here. It's going to be twenty-two total teams. Uh, it's comprised of the Eastern Conference. It's the Bucks, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Heat, Pacers, Seventy Sixers, Nets, Magic, and Wizards, which completely don't deserve to be in the playoffs, is my opinion. Uh, Western Conference is the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz. Thunder, Rockets, Mavericks, Grizzlies, Trailblazers, Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, and Suns, who I don't think deserve to be in the playoffs either. But I'm not even going to get into that. I don't care. Um, there's going to be eight to ten regular season games to kind of like shift the lower seeds. You know what I'm saying? Like the Bucks, the Raptors, uh, the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, they're all staying at the top regardless. Like they could lose all the games. They're still staying in the top three seeds. Um, and then the games will be played – what they're saying, um, they have an agreement with the Walt Disney Company to use the resort. Awesome. Which is that that's pretty cool in itself. Um, the medical protocols for you know COVID nineteen and anything. Uh, it's a rigorous. They they basically just like sugarcoated it. They're saying it's a rigorous and uh, mitigated program that everyone will be tested before the game. You know stuff like that. Maybe even tested at halftime too. I think that's a little overkill if you ask me. Like I definitely understand at the beginning of the game, like half, like halftime. I don't know, but I don't really care just to see like Adam Silver is the best commissioner in sports. Yeah, I agree. And just Except to see for Dana White. His, well, he's like, <laughs> he's really the owner of the sport yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah, but go on. No, I agree. Adam Silver's up there. No, he's definitely up there. And um, the season will end no later than November October, right? or no October, October 12th, which is really cool that they, he like, 
they didn't drag it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you usually, it, I'm sorry, control. But the only thing that I don't like is that usually that's like two weeks, um, before the NBA season is officially gonna start because the NBA season starts on like Halloween. Yeah, but I mean, what, what can you do? So then, how? Yeah. Do, where do you resume at that point? That's the only thing that we're gonna have to say. Well, well, th- well, the start date, meaning July 31st, is camps because everyone has to get back into shape. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to be about two weeks of camps. Then you figure the games are going to be kind of spread out because there's so many – eight to ten games between 22 teams. It's got to be a little spread out at least because, you know, there's not as many opponents. You know, there's not – I don't know, what is it, 30 teams in the NBA or something like that. There's not 30 opponents. Now it's 22. So recovery, you know, risk for virus and everything like that. So the games have to be a little bit more spread out. Probably the playoff games have to be a little bit more spread out too, if we're honest, because everyone's not going to have the same stamina. This is literally the longest NBA season, if you think about it, because these players still have to stay in shape. You know, you can't just be like, all right, season's done. Like, let me just go sit on my couch and drink beer and eat donuts. You know, they, they knew that they were coming back at some point. So to stay in shape that long and stuff. I also heard something. I don't know if it's true that they're going to start the next season in late December. So not too much of a layoff, if you think about it. Like, that's that's pretty solid. I heard – I was rumored – a couple people said that the first day of the season would be Christmas, which I think would be tits, bro. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, I don't really care about next season. All I care about is they get this season done. I, I just think it's, it's a tremendous stride in getting back to normal everyday life. And I'm, this I'm absolutely is so unfortunate. Yeah, I agree. My, my whole reaction is really – uh, good thing it's back. I don't mind that the Suns and those other and the Trailblazers and all those other teams are really in it because then there's no other excuse for them to say, well, what if they made a playoff run? Even though it's not possible, they'll give um, all the other teams the opportunity. I love the cupcake. Shout out the cupcake. <laughs> I told you after I said something good, I was gonna eat the cupcake. <laughs> but yeah, I um, yeah, I really couldn't agree more with what you had to say. Really, the I'm happy the NBA is back. It's the first. Mm-hmm. It's the second stride. Tasty. So good. It's the second. It's the second stride, really, because the UFC was first, and then the NBA is now second. But good that they're back. And the only concern I really have is when they're going to pick up the next season because everything's going to be pushed back. I bet you this will change for, like, the way the schedules are for the rest of everything. You know what I'm saying? Because it's going to have to bounce off of this one now. So seasons will probably start a little uh, on different times instead of around Halloween, November-ish. They'll probably start around Christmas, January-ish, and then All Star games maybe will be playing the summer. It'll be a bit of adjusting for every sport except for football because it didn't really affect football. Lucky bastards. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but it is what it is. At least they get to finish the seasons up and everyone had a fair chance to win the championship and it's just Absolutely. solidified as always. So that, that's, um, that's it, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we brought that up. I mean, it was just a short point. We just want, kind of wanted to uh, break down what was going on. Let's move on to my biggest, my biggest pet peeve that's going on right now in the world of sports. The fact that the damn players Read your association. Headline. Read your headline. Oh, hold on, let me mad. pull. Let me pull it up right here. It was a as negotiate as negotiations go dark. The 2020 MLB season is becoming more and more unlikely. That's some. I don't even want to give any news outlets credit because it's not as good as any news outlet. That's how great that headline was. I've re- <laughs> God, you're making me blush and shit, man. I really appreciate it. But um, it it angers me as an avid baseball. I'm obsessed. You know that. You know what I'm saying? It, it angers me. and As an MLB The Show enthusiast, it really angers me as well. Getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> That's getting cut. <laughs> Go on. I just had to throw that in there. Um, no, it, it angers me because, I mean, obviously, don't get me wrong, 
uh, this last week, nothing was going on. The, you know, the tragedy of, of the, the wrongful death of George Floyd, um, all the protests and everything, it wasn't right for the MLB to keep going with their negotiations. And I absolutely, I'm for that because they literally took like this whole last week off, but let's, let's get back to it soon because if you don't get back to it soon, the season's lost. You know what I'm saying? NBA is coming back into form. NHL is coming back into form. UFC is hot right now. You know what I'm saying? All the major sports league, um, sports leagues are coming back. I'm sorry, sports league. I meant soccer leagues. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, all the major sports they're, they're losing out. They're losing out. This, the as I said to Sebastian, shout out Poppy Sebas. What I said to him last night was, <laughs> MLB blew a three-one lead, bro. They're, they were clear cut. This is going to be the only sport that's going to be on right now. Let's run it. You know what I'm saying? This, the ratings, everything is going to be tremendous. Everything is going to be almost back to normal. And they blew it. I think that's a good point that I didn't even like realize uh, and take it into account, really. They definitely did blow up their own league because they had the head start on everyone. They could have got the season started before everyone. And now they're in a position where they're the latest sport to probably get started. And players aren't agreeing. And it's a whole big debacle. We still have spring training to play. Probably like two weeks of that left. Yeah. So, um, you're right. They did blow through one lead. That I didn't even put that into perspective. I don't think the season's going to be played this year. I'm I don't not, think so either. I'm, I'm definitely five. in agreement with that. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it's so unfortunate because every update that we have for everyone that's listening negative. It's is negative. the same thing. It's literally – we are on repeat. There's no update, like, straight up. And it makes me so upset because this is the sport that I love so much. And um, growing up saying to myself, obviously without millions being put into perspective, like, I'm obviously not making millions of dollars – but me just like for the love of the game, I would want to play like you, like I said before, you have a privilege to make millions of dollars playing the game that you love or that you're supposed to love. You know what I'm saying? And just because you're going to be out a few million dollars or you're going to make half the salary, like how is that right? Making a full salary for half a season. That just doesn't make sense to me at all. And now they're trying to push for more. The players association tried to push for a 114 game season so they could reach the threshold to get a full salary. Like, come on, man. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Just yeah. play half the season, make half your money. And if you really love the game of baseball, you do it. And this just shows me that a lot of MLB players do not love the game of baseball. Like, yeah, secure your bag and all that kind of stuff. But when you're making 16, $17 million on a half a season salary, what do you need the other 17 million for? Come on. Yeah. We're ending it on that because I was perfect. We've been getting good on closing these segments up and chopping <laughs> them up in highlight clips and everything. That's going to go on the, on the gram tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, yeah, I agree, though. Just to react to that beautiful statement you just said, I think that's been prevalent, though. MLB players, I feel like, are the most um, greedy ones because, well, first of all, they get paid the most. And second of all, they're always looking for money. Every big person is always looking for that 300 plus million dollar contract they're always going up and up and up and up started with a-rod then pool host then uh you see the harpers the trouts um the machados it just goes up and up and up and up so yeah you're right they don't care i don't think they care but they do and it's great statement Um, and you know i'm not even gonna say anything further i'm just gonna leave it on that yeah that was that was excellent yeah i appreciate Uh, that thank you Let's actually, I want to move on to something on a funnier note, talking about um, yeah, the next two topics are major, major League Baseball. Um, this is the next installment of Biggest L of the Week. This, this is a real L, to be honest with you. Let's uh, shout out Atlanta Braves outfielder Marcelo Zuna. <coughs> 
Um, he had his wife arrested this week after a domestic violence dispute where his wife hit him in the face with a soap dish and caused a slight laceration under his eye. This is what I never understand about things that get leaked like this. Like, remember Jabba Chamberlain couldn't pitch a season because he uh, – we should do throwback L of the Weeks like Jabba. <laughs> that's a brilliant – that's a million-dollar idea right there. But um, remember Jabba Chamberlain was jumping on the trampoline with his son and hurt his whole leg or whatever. Like, how do you let stories out? Like, if I was a professional athlete and I got hit with a soap dish, I would have told the cop, like, she punched me or something. And that's more commendable. I'm not even really saying that Marcelo Zuna took an L here, but, like – I want to know the proximity of the throw. Like, if it was from far Oh, yeah, away, shout out her. Why don't – why don't – hold up. The Yankees need pitching, first of all. That's, okay. what, I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Like, <laughs> if, if she's launching a soap dish that's noticeably heavier than a baseball from across the room and has hit some to hit him in the face, I'm saying we give her a tryout. Listen, Paxton is already going down. Severino's out for the year again, I think. They just signed Cole, and they have Tanaka and probably Hap. They Genesis need two more. Ozuna is the Yankees' number one prospect. That's I don't see why not. Or someone who needs pitching, bring her on. I don't understand what the issue is here. But shout out uh, Marzello Zuna. You look like a clown. Um, and the fact that you let that story get out was more embarrassing. I hope everything's going well at home. But She, act- she actually got charged with misdemeanor battery for that. Really? Yeah, bro. What's going on with everyone's girlfriend recently? I think the last hour of the week we gave the judge uh, his girlfriend. Yeah, I'm. This is just my my favorite part of it was that he like calmly, like left the house and walked to the police station, and reported it. Yeah, sh- actually, we should give shout him out number. for him honestly because like <laughs> yeah, we actually like a we lot should... of people, not even not even athletes, just people in general getting hit with a soap dish, like Ooh. that would cause for retaliation, like. This guy has a cannon for an arm. Can you imagine if he picked it up and he launched it back at her? He would have put her in a coma. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know actually, what I'm saying? Like, no, yeah, that's commendable, actually. So we should give a round of applause for Marzell Zuna. It's a slight L of the week. Yeah, but that slight. just the, the headline is awful. How you? I would have told the cops anything else. She would. She could have slapped me so hard. The soap dish. Hit in the face with a chancleta or something yeah, like that. Yeah, anything you know, like, would have been better, else. dude. Anything would have been better. Yeah, All so, right. Um, congratulations, Marcelo Zuna. You get our, what is that, the third L of the week? Yeah, she joins like a long list of Aaron Judge's girlfriends, Sophia Franklin, Blake A long Snell. list of three people. <laughs> um, now Marcelo Zuna's on the wall. We should make a wall of all these people. And I like that. Yeah. Now moving on to, um, we have a new segment here. Um, it's kind of the opposite. It's the reverse of biggest L of the week. It's called Goaded. So, you know, obviously we take something, whether it be funny or really commendable, like say someone broke a record or something like that, or just did something straight up ridiculous that needs recognition. And this man has done it. I'm actually happy this is the first one that we're starting the whole segment. Can it even get, this might have to be the last one. Could it even get better than this? See, this is the whole premise of the goaded segment. It has to be better than the one before, but we might never find another one. Yeah, we should like see if anything can top this because this is great. I'm sure if everyone's up on sports and stuff, obviously, like, there's not much news, really. So we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. But this is so This beautiful. can go unnoticed, this Peter. This is so beautiful. We're hyping it up so much. It deserves all the hype. But It does because the amount of money is insane. Mr. James Harden of the Houston Rockets had his jersey hung up and retired in a strip club. Rafters, baby. Because he spent a million dollars in one night. How is that even possible? I am 
He must have been, instead of throwing out dollar bills, he must have been throwing out hundreds. That's the only way. That's the only way that he could spend that much money in the strip club in one night. It's so funny because, like, we were – I'm supposed to look at, like, sports people as role models and all the tremendous work they've it, done. It doesn't get this more role so model than inspiring. James Harden. This is inspiring. This is inspiring. A million he, a night. His jersey was hung in the rafters of a strip club. It, it does not get better than that. Every time he touches down, probably in Houston with Travis Scott and, the, and everyone – Back to the seven one three. All he's got to do is look up and see one three in red, one milli. That's legend. Honestly, I really it, the article that I read, which might be the most ridiculous article I've ever read in my life, which is hilarious. It, it didn't say what strip club it was. I want if I've never been to a strip club before. Probably never want to go to be honest with you. I I have to go to this strip club. <laughs> I have to see James Harden's jersey up there. No, that it's, is. It's become a personal goal of mine over the last like 21 hours since I read it. It's no, become a personal shout goal. out James Harden. I'm very happy that he opened up this. It was so legendary. We we said we got to make a segment about it. That's how legendary <laughs> it was. <laughs> like, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. I mean, there's athletes that have done tremendous work. Let's not take away from all the charity work and everything. And you know, does it get more charitable than a million dollars in one night at a strip club, though? Like these, thank these you. Women that's what people. Working. That's what I'm saying. They're as Drake said once. They're wearing high heels. Like they, you got to just listen to what a time to be alive and and understand where these women are coming from. This is so commendable. I haven't seen anything more charitable in a while. You're right. <laughs> Shout out James Harden for the most charitable donation. I mean, honestly, listen, James Harden's a man of the culture. He's had, he might have the most tremendous um, quarantine of any NBA player. He lost 20 pounds because of extensive workouts. He's given back to the community by giving it, he has inserted a million dollars. Can I also make a, a claim? I don't, I think Houston, uh, the taxes, there's something up over there. It's a lot. Like more people want to live there for some reason. Uh, I remember when it's because the, the the income tax isn't as much as the bigger. Yeah, th- thank you so for the word. Really, so if you think so about there, it, and it's and, and that money's not non taxable is what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he just gave a million dollars straight off the books. I mean, shout out, like you said, I end it right there. Yeah. James Harden, <laughs> James Harden for Walter Payton Man of the Year. I'm thank just saying you. it right there. He's I, he doesn't even play in the NFL, but this cannot go on. They got to put you something on his side, baby. No, seriously. They got to put something on his jersey or something to show how – I mean, he already got it hung up, but – The name of the strip club has to be the, has to be the new sponsor yeah, they of the Houston should, Rockets. They should also like – excuse me. They should also name – on the side? That's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. I'm getting excited. They. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though. They should, um, they should hang – I don't know. Do something. Okay, I don't care if they hung up the jersey. Let let this be more known. Oh, shout out James Harden. Yeah, Let's for being the greatest of all time. Yeah, that's it. End it right there. <laughs> uh, last uh, topic. We've done a nice, fun little three topics. Another amazing one that Peter cooked up. Who was your quarantine MVP? As quarantine kind of seems to come to an end now. I know New York City's opening phase yeah. one tomorrow. I was just going to say what I wanted to say. The phase one starts tomorrow, which is like um, prevalent even if you're not listening to New York City because. New York City is like the last state that's opening, to be honest yeah. with you. So, and we were probably got hit the hardest. So, who was your quarantine MVP as the quarantine kind of wrapped up? I just wanted to give a as, special. Let me there. reword that one more time. Who was your quarantine MVP as we look at this quarantine starting to wrap up? That was better. That was that was a lot better, actually. Yeah. Shout out you for <laughs> for going back on your previous statement, but 
Uh, I just want a little backstory. I was just thinking about it the other day. Like, you know, honestly, I want to hear also from the people who, if anyone even made it this far into the episode, I would like, if you have my phone number, text me, uh, DM me on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. If you got this far into it, let me know who your quarantine MVP was because I'd love to know. Yeah, drop it in the comments as well. Yeah. My personal MVP for the quarantine was the UFC. Like, I'm just, as a whole, you know, first sport to come back, you know what I'm saying? Didn't even skip a beat. I was going to say they did it while it was going on, pretty much. Didn't even skip a beat. Like, it was just something, it it was, I don't want to say it was something to watch because I always love watching it, but it just made me feel, like, normal again. You know what I'm saying? Like, seeing on Saturday nights, you know, fight night, the Saturday night, like, 249, 250, you know what I'm saying? It just made me feel normal like normal life again and that to me was like wow you know it's not so bad you know i got the ufc everything else is shit but i got the ufc no you're right i think the ufc does deserve a great mention because they're the only sport that's going on now that was going on when we got hit it was going on they just took care of it the right way only one athlete tested positive and then fight that's insane that's tremendous they handled it the right way um, shout out Dana again for being great mm-hmm. at what he does. Only one big fight got canceled. It was really Tony and Khabib, and Tony ended up losing anyway. That's so. that's a great point because I was just gonna say, and if anything, if anything, the excuse me, that cupcake is coming back to bite me in the ass. Uh, <laughs> if anything, the quality of the cards got better. <laughs> that is really exciting. I don't know what's going on over there, but. <laughs> But he's sleeping already. Oh my goodness! But no, the quality of the cards and the ma- the matches didn't even suffer. Like the fights did not suffer. And I just that's you know what they could have came back and been absolute dog shit. You know, right. like and but as- they came back, did it right, and gave us two two great cards and a great fight night too. No, I agree with you though. I, you'd assume while there's a virus that's going on when you stand close to people from six feet that people wouldn't want to grapple and wrestle, but it wasn't affected at all by it. So Dana and the boys did a great job. I couldn't have been happier with the UFC and shout out them. But I'm going to give my quarantine trooper, um, who my quarantine MVP was, someone non-sports related. He's in the sports world, um, but more of a more of an outsider. Shout out Tory Lanes. Um, first of all, dropping a great album this year. Shout out you, Tory yeah. Lanes. Also, though, the quarantine radio gave something for people to listen to. And he was really on top of the whole thing and entertaining people because they had, like, the concerts and stuff going on that I saw. He was doing the um, – literally, you could, like, request songs and he'd perform live and him and YouTube collab to do concerts that you could donate to. And He also had Kelsey Monroe on there, too, so that's good. Oh, yeah. Let's mention a couple of the celebrities that he had on. Shout out Alexis Texas. Um <laughs> <laughs> on his Instagram live. Uh, There's a couple pretty notable people the weekend. Um, Drake. Yeah, no, no one gives a fuck about them. They, <laughs> they only care about Kelsey Monroe and Alexis, Texas. Let's be honest with you. We, yeah, could, right. see, we could see the weekend and Drake any other day of the week. No, you're right. But uh, shout out um, Tory Lanez for sure for giving people something to look forward to and during these rough times and advancing stuff in general because now we have concerts that you could donate live to and we really saw how much technology helped us through this whole thing so shout out Tory Lanes and everyone that makes technology 
Oh, Shout out, um, I, I have a, a co-MVP, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Shout out, Zoom. Oh, that's a great one, actually. Shout Honorable out mention right there. Shout We're out using it right now, and we will be using it probably forever. Zoom, so. shoot, us a, shoot us a text. We'll do a sponsorship for, for free, honestly, as long as we could wear your shirts or something. But Zoom really helped us get through everything and made it possible for the future. Hold up. I almost burped. Made it possible for the future because we, we really couldn't have been here without Zoom. And Skype blew a 3-1 lead. It's 17 years, bro. It's <laughs> ridiculous. So, yeah, that's a good one. I'm trying to think if there's any more. Zoom was a good one. Hmm. It, it just um, Amazon is a good Lysol. one. Lysol. Lysol is a good Lysol one. Lysol is an MVP. Now, honestly, they're not even really an MVP because – you haven't been able to buy a can of Lysol for under $10 anywhere. In Toilet paper. Few weeks. Toilet, yeah, shout out, Scott. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Honestly, like any grocery store, like actually on a serious note, like. I was going to get serious too. And I'll go ahead first. I'm just excited. In, in all seriousness, like I know that this is now coming to an end. I know it must, it might seem like the last few weeks it's honestly come to an end, but shout out all the essential workers, the, the nurses, doctors, grocery store workers, truck drivers. I know I'm missing about police officers, firemen, um, EMTs. Anyone that was out there during that really, really scary teachers? Shout time. out to teachers. Shout out teachers too for not having an easy job at all and having to learn. Basically had to teach on the fly. And you, you know, like it, so many people adapted so well and just shout out people that could do things in a situation that I know I never could do. Yeah, all the essential workers, shout out you guys. That's what I wanted to get serious too because um, we're, we, we're not 100% through it, but we're in a way better spot than we were three months ago. Um, Absolutely. We're opening up and everything, and everything's going back to normal hopefully soon. This is a horrible year. So for everyone that was out there fighting and trying to make our lives easier, like the uh, essential workers and the um, – especially cops, firefighters, uh, anyone, teachers, you know what nurses. I'm saying? Yeah, shout out nurses, especially doctors. Uh, shout out you guys for real everyone at city md and all the essential uh i mean the the uh what is that called oh, first first med the the where you could walk whatever you could walk in and get a coronavirus test or an antibody test shout out those people yeah on on like i said just people that did a job in such a hard situation that i would never be able to do um you know moving to a little bit of a less serious note we we came with the heat in this episode like I really think that this is our best episode. I'm I'm not even I'm saying this on the record. This is our best episode yet. Uh, Matt, do what you do best, bro, and put in that quick plug. I don't care what you're doing. Um, follow us on Instagram right now at TTL Sports WW. That is TTL Sports WW, and on Twitter at Take This L Sport One. You can find us in the link tree, the link of all trees that we love to use for every single thing in the world. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, eight other streaming platforms, including. Breaker, Google Podcast, Anchor. Shout out our sponsor. Please give a like, sub, comment, react to all of our stuff. I love you guys. Thank you for being the best supporters. Peter, you look absolutely handsome. Please end this episode for us. I'm at a loss for words because that was actually fantastic. Everyone, shout out Matt because that took that was one shot. He didn't he didn't break stride. I'm I'm just ending it there. This was episode six. This was our best episode yet. I don't give a fuck what you're doing right now. Thank you for listening all the way through. I'm Peter Andrasani. That's Matthew Garber. And until next time, peace.